What? I hope what? this isn't accidentally public. What? What? <laughs> I can't check that public. now. Oh, it's private. Okay, we're good. And we're okay, live. Cool. <clears throat> hey. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. And in the spirit of Ringo Starr, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, I offer you the peace symbol. Peace. How's everyone doing? Andrew, how have What's you been? Up? I've been pretty good. Um, been chilling, been working, been talking. Yeah. You know, we just talked about, uh, well, <laughs> I've been talking to my roommates a lot since they've been working from home. I've been uh, talking to you and Dom about Avatar very recently. That was pretty fun. Oh, yeah, true. And we're going to do a Legend of Korra episode as well. I'm actually going to start watching that tonight. Obviously, that's not the day you guys are hearing this. But I want to always have a little bit of mystery to this show. So I'll let them think like, whoa, like, was that the Saturday or the Sunday? When did they record this? How how pertinent is, the, is this information I'm about to Days receive? of the week are just a thing of the past now anyway. So who knows when this is happening? Yeah, I mean, for me, they're actually, I kind of live and die by that sort because my schedule at my job is very set. And then the schedule that I do sort of the podcasting slash music is, is also very set and it is planned specifically to each day of the week. But I understand what you mean. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not the majority in this situation and I'm okay with that. Right. But, That's okay. I mean, I also throughout this entire ordeal never became unemployed. So everything, hmm. really nothing changed for me, I guess, for the most part, other than my roommates being home all the time. Yeah, I I guess I actually became employed because I work a seasonal job throughout this whole thing. <laughs> so right. kind of thankful, definitely thankful for that. But not to uh, steer anywhere near the direction of uh, real world issues that are, are pertinent and, uh, you know, very pressing right. right now. Because that could, dude, I've been, I've been a student lately and that's all I'll say. I've just been studying and trying to make the most informed decision that I can for the world in the way that I want to fix it in November. And that's all I'll say, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's all you can do in times like these. So, mm-hmm. you know, but um, today, listen, I know you said you didn't want people to know like when we're recording this, but I feel like I'm about to give it away just by our discussion and why we're talking about it. It's fine. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so basically today um, is not when you're listening to it but when we're recording it is july 23rd aka the day that one direction was like remember 10 years ago when one direction showed up and everybody on earth was like yes (laughs) how can we forget uh that sparked a discussion that i figured would be a cool discussion for us to be on here (laughs) um just experimenting with the mod features keep going andrew (laughs) And if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're missing some good visual bits. Yeah. I'll just this, tell you that much. I was not ready for that. Um, anyway, what I figured would be a cool discussion being that One Direction is arguably the biggest boy band of all time is what makes a boy band a boy band? And like, what's the definition of a boy band? Because obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, there's obvious ones like One Direction and InSync and Backstreet Boys. They're just like five guys on stage dancing and singing in unison and stuff. But I think that it's more than that. And I think that there are plenty of boy bands that, you know, aren't the choreography and uh, flashy outfits type that are still boy bands anyway. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that. So let me get this straight. That's like all you want to talk about today? exclusively if you say anything that isn't related to boy bands i'm hanging up i'm leaving okay um let's do it i guess since this was your topic we'll pose the question to the audience and i guess to you andrew let's start off with what is the definition of a boy band or your definition of a boy band just to kick things off well i think my definition of a boy band is basically um you know a bunch of young men or boys depending on how you look at them okay uh, Keep going. <laughs> Being put together, <laughs> put together in a group, mm-hmm. writing a lot of popular songs that a lot of ladies in particular like, and uh, they all have their own personality within the band. That it's not like just the band. Like you know each member and what they're about. And yeah. you know, obviously, like in sync, you've got the name. Like the name of the band is each of their names, just a letter from each of their names, and they all have a thing. And, you know, One Direction, they're all. They got their own thing. They're all from X Factor. They all have their own accents. Everyone has their favorite and everything. But like, there are other ones too. Like the Beatles. 
I know mm-hmm. that a lot of people probably immediately are like, "Whoa, what are you? What are you saying?" Like, yeah, we lost Trump's a lot of viewers. Stuff. We just lost we just, like we just lost half viewers. the audience. But just yeah. bear with me. <laughs> At least, listen, you can argue that at the end of their career they weren't. Whatever, I don't care. At the mm-hmm. beginning, they were 100% a boy band. They were four good-looking guys on stage singing songs about holding hands and stuff, and girls were losing their minds, and each of them had their favorite Beatle. They they were all different, even though they looked the same. You know, they had the same haircut and outfit and everything, but they were all different. And even to this day, it's like a hot discussion, like, debate. Like, who's the best Beatle? Who's your favorite Beatle? Like, mm-hmm. it's that's or, a boy band-ass thing. Also, the internet kind of loves to uh, hate the Beatles as well. Exactly, because they're popular, so. A lot of people are like, dude, the Beatles suck. Like, how could you even, like, bring them up in a discussion about music? Exactly. Plus, I'm sure... That's another podcast. Obviously, I I wasn't alive back then, but I'm sure when they, (laughs) you know, showed up on the scene with their first couple albums, like, like, a lot of people were like, this is just annoying pop music. Like, I don't like this. Like, these girls are brainwashed. I don't know what's wrong with them, but, like, this isn't music. Dude, they're they're ruining doo-wop. How dare you put, you know, (laughs) how dare you put distorted guitars underneath doo-wop? She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That's not even words. What are you saying? Eight days a week. You guys are on drugs. And and definitely don't let your kids listen to I want to hold your hand. Public display of affection. That's just that's almost heathenistic. Whose hand are they really trying to hold? You be the judge. Exactly. Exactly. It's very I mean, but to be the funny thing is that really shook the foundation of society at that time i know like, oh my god it's like five bpm faster and he's talking about holding her hand are you kidding me i you mean just, hold hands look and at, houses. just look at beetlemania that outside true beetlemania great example those girls were losing their minds and it's like what it's not like yeah the music was different but like we've had different music They've had different music before that. It's not, people didn't lose their minds like that. Like these girls were screaming their heads off. They were crying in front of them, like they were going insane because <laughs> of these four dudes playing music. Like, yeah, I actually listened to uh, an interview recently. I think it was Paul McCartney on Howard Stern from last year, and he was saying to Howard, he was like, um, basically, just in his in his very uh, fall type of way, was uh, saying that. Hey, look, you're either on one side of it or you're not, okay? We don't need to get into that. But he was basically (laughs) one of the dumbest conspiracies of all time. But it is very entertaining. I'll just, I'll give you that. But he was basically saying like, yo, I'm kind of glad they were yelling that loud because we messed up a lot. It was a very Irish accent. I'm not good at accents, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like, they they were almost happy that the girls were screaming that loud because they were so nervous. They were like basically four english kids who lived on the outskirts of of liverpool and they just came down to uh the u.s and they're just getting screamed at in their faces by hordes of fans on the ed sullivan show and they were just like what the hell is going on right now and they obviously messed up a lot but you couldn't hear it you really couldn't hear it it. think about this girls were passing out in front of their black and white tvs with the little knobs you have to turn just by seeing them on a tv screen that's and hearing insane. and hearing like the crackly audio version of it, yeah. not even like good audio. Like, so I think they said the correct. Yeah, and and it kind of makes and it kind of makes me ask you this question: whether you think they are a boy band or they're not. I think we sort of shelf the Beatles conversation for a minute and and still get get to the actual definition of a boy band because I think it's a, a many layered. Uh, a many layered beast like an onion you just got to keep peeling it back so i mean I-, I would assume that you would agree with this but you would say it's more than just the music right oh 100 because there are plenty of like because they arguably make like the same music as like whatever other pop stars are making music that are just a singer you know like like um like the spice girls and christina aguilera like their music was like obviously different but like they were on the same radio station and right. they probably had a lot of the same fans, but it wasn't like it wasn't the same. Like the Spice Girls had each individual identity. They had different colors. They, had, you know, the Ginger Spice, Sporty Spice, they had their own thing. Like they were just they were branded as five individuals in a group. And that's what like makes up like a boy. I mean, those that's a girl group, but it's the same thing. Like the boy band is just you have there are bands which are a, just like a group of people. But then there's something different about taking five like individual personalities and still showcasing them just as a collective of individuals. Yeah. There's certainly a nuance to having everyone know that John Lennon's really the more out there hippy dippy type guy and Mm -hmm. Paul McCartney's kind of the more 
not conservative because I don't want to label him politically, but conservative in the sense of like personality trait, a little right. more closer to the belt. Um, yeah, you know, more, more reserved. Yeah, more reserved. And and Ringo's just kind of like, oh, peace and love for everyone, yeah. you know, like, and they each have their own unique right. personality, but they come mm -hmm. together within the Beatles, which exactly. is exactly, you know, and George Harrison was known as like very much so a man of culture. He was obsessed with like you know, uh, Eastern culture and especially right, exactly. like Indian instruments and, and using sort of those in his music and in the, the country of India. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and that's a great example because there were other big bands at the time, like, like the Rolling Stones had Mick Jagger and Keith Moon, but like, or not, I'm sorry, not Keith Moon, Keith, uh, Richards, right. Keith Richards. Um, Yes, Keith Richards. Yes. Keith Moon was, uh, in the who the drummer of the who. Yeah. I just yeah. mixed up my Keith's. <laughs> Anyway, you know, they had the those two. Of us. It happens. Uh, you, you know, you have those two big personalities in the Rolling Stones, and, like, the other guys are famous, obviously. They're in the Rolling Stones, but, like, I can't mm -hmm. tell you, like, anything about them as people. Like, right. And which isn't, like, a bad between, thing. Between the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, arguably the two uh, biggest bands of the of the 60s in, in the right. pop culture zeitgeist. I mean, you can... People will say, well, there's like a really a big four with, you know, uh, Pink Floyd, but A, they were later on in the decade and B, they were, I think they really did well that everyone was so high all the time. Yeah. And, and <laughs> they were more know, of like, because you, you could get stoned and listen to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones right. and, and, but Pink Floyd really was like, you had to be out there in space. Pink Floyd was the stuff At that the time. got you high. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> yeah. got, well, you got high to it rather. I would right, say exa you, exactly. you put that on as you, uh, also, um. Uh, Enough. Whoops, actually, YouTube might bring this down. Thank God I didn't show the logo. Yeah, it's a Diet Coke. Not sponsored. But yeah, we're on YouTube. And so, with all that being said, I think... So we have the personalities. We have the music, which is always pop. Pop is obviously liquid and it changes. As do, I think, does the definition of what a boy band is. But I also right. think if you want to look at the first Beatles appearance, because I also do believe that the Beatles were the first boy band. I don't think in the moment they were a boy band, but I think they sort of set the precedent for what a boy band would be. So I don't right. think they were considered a boy band because there hadn't been a boy band before they, that. But music they historians walked, They walked exist. so the rest of them could run. Yeah, exactly. And music historians do exist. That's like an actual profession. And they kind of also, for the most part, agree that, hey, the Beatles, whether they knew it or not, were one of the first boy bands. And so right. with that being said, it's like when you see them all on the Ed Sullivan show wearing their suits with their bowl cuts, very uniform, you can kind of notice that look across a lot of the boy band history. Like if you look mm -hmm. in the 90s, like they all were wearing the baggy pants, the Backstreet Boys, all like the frosted tips. Like they had the styles of the day. Right. And and if you even look at like One Direction and stuff, like towards the end of their career, and you can correct me more I mean, so if I'm wrong, it was like streetwear. They were all dressed in like the most trendiest outfits and stuff, but they, they all look fit together. You know, that's I think that's exactly. it. Because you're trying to sell a package, but the brilliant part about it is it's you're selling a package as the as the label, as the manager, as the agent. You know, you're marketing a whole, but you're also profiting off of the individual that makes the whole at the mm -hmm. same time. That's why there's exactly. so many successful solo careers. And the Beatles also could be used as a great trajectory for this because every single one of them had a successful solo career. They all went on to have almost as much number one singles, if not more in some cases, than the Beatles did. Right. Even Ringo, who, you know, he did have the most number one singles out of any solo Beatle. His songs have been forgotten in the sands of time, though. I mean, they, they, I don't think there's a staying power there as much as there is with Paul and stuff. That's also mm -hmm. a different podcast. But like the fact of the matter is, even the one who I guess has sort of fallen the most in regards to like the, the impact on the zeitgeist musically, not culturally. Ringo's been awesome for that, like sort of, you know, raising the flag of like freedom and liberty for the world. Right. Um, but it's just so funny to see, see how, how many have followed that path since then. Right. Not as many Backstreet Boys in the NSYNC era, but I'm, I'm, there was some successful solo careers. Some of them just wanted to get out of it, though, because I think with the Beatles, it was very much so they weren't a boy band until history labeled them one after it was long said and done. Right. But as time goes on, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where, well, then it sort of became very rigorous and and there was more rules associated with it. There was, 
different things you had to do. Like you almost had to like model it sometimes and, and you had to wake up and do all these press tours and, and all this type of stuff as, as, as American export of like entertainment got bigger. So did the boy band. Right. And, you got to do your 20 questions of bullshit. Like what's your favorite yep. color? When was your first date? What, exactly. what do you look for in a girl? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so that's why I think there's been less solo careers afterwards because I think it's very rigorous. It's very crazy. I mean, just look at the Jackson five, you know, only two of them went on to uh, pursue music very intensely after the fact janet and michael because it was just such an intense arduous thing i think they're not a boy band but they are kind of like a part of the group phase that i think set the precedent for like the hansons and all that type right. of stuff you know like exactly the, the second wave i would say but this is where you're more knowledgeable so i just think it's <laughs> it's very funny to uh just look at how it has evolved and developed over time so i think throughout the course of this conversation we got to keep in mind that it's a very liquid term so when we go back and cite the past you build upon what you had that's just how history works you know mm -hmm. but yeah take it away right. from here like like what do you what do you think about all that is there anything specifically you want to take it in a certain direction from there because i could keep going but i also want to let you speak i mean this is your show after all well <laughs> thank you i appreciate that uh, welcome finally the recognition i deserve uh well i mean it's just boy band well, obviously, you know, no one called the Beatles a boy band because that term didn't exist back then. Just like I'm sure, um, <laughs> you're another I, visual bit. You audio listeners are really missing out on some gold here. I'm telling you, I don't mean to like put you down or anything. I'm just saying. No, no, we appreciate. You I'm enjoying the visual again. gags just as much as I'm sure everyone watching on YouTube is. Thanks, man. Anyways, keep going, please. I know I just unloaded a lot on you. So yeah. Uh, well, I was just gonna. <laughs> just to say like the term boy band is such like a like yeah i guess i don't know if there is a, a what there's probably a webster's you know definition that's like very technical and whatever but i feel like it's a very like you said it's very liquid like it's it's a very gray term because i feel like you could kind of argue that the eagles were almost a boy band because you know there was all these wonderful harmonies super popular music even though it was technically like southern rock and rock and roll but it was popular which is what pop means really would you and, say it's almost kish in a sense you know do, do you know what that word means no it's uh so i just looked it up because it, it kind of like struck me in the head it's like art objects or designs considered to be in poor taste because of excessive garnishes or sentimentality, but sometimes appreciated in an ironic or knowing or unknowing way. Like I, I feel like say the Backstreet Boys are like cool now, but in the day right. they weren't. But now they've almost become, in a sense, kish. You know, because everyone's like, "Yo, Backstreet's back!" Like that shit was actually hard as fuck. Like we were just we were hating back in the day. Like a lot of our male friends now like Bieber, whereas yeah, when he first came out, they were against guys, him. You know what I'm saying? I'd say mainstream. Yeah, it was kitsch, but. Mm -hmm. Like the Backstreet Boys were always huge. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I know. I'm just massive. saying, like, but the way that I they're even more universally accepted. Yeah, now, no, like how, like how Bieber, when Bieber came out, everybody was like, "Oh, this dude sounds like a girl, and he's got a lame haircut." Blah blah blah. And now right. it's like, "Yo, Bieber's a king, dude. He's badass. Whatever. Exactly. Like, whatever, dude. You just like him because he hangs out with rappers now." <laughs> and throws parties at his house. He doesn't and, even show up to. And throws parties exactly. That's pretty um, badass. But. I don't even remember what I was saying right before this Bieber thing. Well, I just kind of wanted to know, like, because I was talking about sort of like the trickle down and the evolution of the boy band. So I guess I'm curious. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Right. Like just that it's like a great term because like you could say that like the, the Eagles were a boy band because of their harmonies and popular music and stuff. Um, and the fact that like it wasn't just Glenn and Don, you know, like you had the other Don, you had, um, oh, my God. Yeah. Timothy B. Schmidt, first of all, but Randy. Even, um, what's his face? The guy that played the banjo. Was that Bernie? Bernie Ledden? Bernie, yeah, exactly. Like, chill. I'm not going <laughs> to chill. I have no chill. And, so, you know, so like, the Eagles they, were I'm a boy saying, band, like, they, huh? were all, they were all well-known because, like, each of them, like, everybody loved Take It to the Limit because they loved Randy singing that song. Like, everybody had their own main song kind of thing, and they all brought songs to the table. Like, I feel like that's, mm -hmm. like... That's very boy band, right. even though like a commercial pop boy band doesn't write any of their own songs, but like they're all contributing like, you know, their own thing. So it's like, but then on obviously on the other side, it's like, well, they're a rock band and like in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all this other stuff and whatever. And 
you know they're not always singing about like i love you baby but I don't know. I like I would consider them a boy band, but I can definitely understand people being like there's no way the Eagles are a boy band. See, I I think you can make that argument, although I do disagree only because I think there's another factor in determining what becomes a boy band. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's an onion, and I think while the the Eagles had a huge cultural impact, I don't think it was anywhere near the way that as much as I hate to say it, one Direction shook the zeitgeist in their day and age. The mm-hmm. Beatles shook the zeitgeist in their day and age. Hanson okay. with Boombop for like five right. minutes shook the zeitgeist in their day and age. The Jonas Maybe that's Brothers. a bad example. The Jonas Brothers, thank you. That's a better mm-hmm. example from, I think, even, like even late busted. second. In, in their respective country, yeah. And I definitely want to get to K-pop a little bit later on in this situation. But I mean, look and at how... Another yeah. hot take band that's a boy band, IMO, Blink-182. Okay, I mean... That, I think, is not the case, because I think there's also a musicality that comes with the boy band. Right, well, so, I'm not saying Green Day's a boy band, but I would say Blink-182 was a fucking boy band. Alright, so why? I want to ask you why, then, before I just, you know, monopolize too much of my opinions here. <laughs> so, I mean, again, I'm going to preface this, well, maybe not again, but I'm going to preface this sub-topic right here, Blink-182, Green Day, whatever, that you, Chris, know way more about all of their music and just their career than I do, so... Correct anything that I say if it's wrong right now. Did I spell <laughs> Here it? it comes. I don't even know if I yeah, right. no, that's right. That's right. And um, so if I say something that's incorrect about them as musicians or their career or something, please correct me. But from my understanding and observations, like Green Day, obviously they came up like the punk scene and they were just like, you know, punk, F the man, like screw the system, music, bam, 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 bam. I get sick about masturbation, but not because like it's funny, like I'm just talking about it. And you're like, yeah, absolutely. Or but then like touch. Exactly. But then like Blink 182 talks about it, and they're like, LOL, like, I want your mom to give me a blowjob. <laughs> you know, like they had like this goofy personality. <laughs> and like you knew all the guys in Green Day, but like it was really Billy Joe was like the mouth, you know, like aside from being the lead singer, like he like I feel like he did more of the talking and like you knew more about him than the other two guys. But with Blink 182, it was like I feel like all three of them <laughs> I would agree with that. But with all three of them, like they each had their own thing like like obviously they kind of had the two singer thing but even travis was like people were like yo travis is crazy like he does all this extreme stuff he's covered in tattoos like he has all this stuff like every like they clothing each brand, had their own he, he thing. really carved his own niche with clothing um, brand famous like, and uh hanging out with rappers and the whole thing. Uh, sort of and showing his own personal musical taste like yeah he was a punk guy exactly a ska band the aquabats but he he really loves hip-hop and rap right and he's exactly boy and he's branched out and, and now people like he'll be featured on songs that you'll if you don't know he's a drummer you'd be like where is this guy i don't hear him on the song at all but like you hear mark hoppus and you hear tom delon i mean tom delon maybe right now is a little weird but you know what i'm saying like he had his thing he had angels and airwaves still he, he had, carved his own personality he with still his carved whole, his own personality even if it's a weird exist exactly even if it's like a weird personality like he they all have their own thing and even mark like i feel like mark hoppus is almost more famous than blink 182 in some regard like to some people like at this point like twitter and stuff you know like he's a personality and like billy joe is definitely a personality and like trey cool obviously like that's not his real name like on stage they have personalities but i feel like off stage like the only thing i know about mike is that he has he has a coffee brand I didn't even know that. So I think that's a good point in case. I, I, although I do think I can see your points, but here's why I still disagree. Okay. It's because the music, I think, also has to hit a certain way. Blink-182 had their fair share of mainstream hits, but so did Good Charlotte if you want to go down that path. So did Simple Plan, you know? Blink-182 mm-hmm. probably had those songs become number one. Not saying Good Charlotte didn't have a few number ones, but I'm sure Blink to Good Charlotte's number ones, they... Yeah, definitely gonna I feel outweigh like Blink it. was definitely the biggest of all those bands you just mentioned. And, and, and Green Day, of course, had their number one hits. But I just think that if you eventually end up residing on alternative radio after your run, but you're not played in those like throwback pop stations that will give you a mixture of like the Frey and like Janet Jackson and like Madonna, you know what I mean? If you're not still right. in those kind of like legacy pop stations, but you're only in the alt rock stations after it's said and done i just don't think you you had your moment and it was huge and you're still played in a legacy station i just don't think you are uh 
because that's where like the Backstreet Boys are still like their their slow jams are still in those stations. NSYNC yeah, slow jams are still in those I, stations. But I feel like all the small Bebop things. Is still and in those I, I feel like all the small things and I miss you are still played on those stations too. Because like all the small things is like massive. Like damn it was a big song, but all the small things was like during the credits of Charlie's Angels. All I'm saying is I've never heard while I'm waiting for my dental checkup or my uh you know all right, <laughs> my, all right. my doctor's up. i've never heard the fray right. go into blink 182 i've heard them go I, into like a hansen uh, or a madonna so whatever, i think that's dude. i think that's where we disagree okay but okay i do you think didn't the change my mind you didn't change my mind but i do agree with what you said and definitely see where you're coming from damn so i guess i'm not like steven crowder which I guess is a good thing. Uh, yeah, anyways, you moving did on. Not change my mind. Um, <laughs> well, here's something I was talking with one of my roommates about this earlier today, which is what led me to ask you about it. Um, and he was saying, like, you know, on top of this, like, if they just say they're a boy band, is that enough? Because Brock Hampton says that they're a, they're not a band and they're not a rap group; that they're a boy band. So, like, I'm sure a lot of people would be like, <laughs> it was, it was visual bit, visual bit. You're right. YouTube.com. Good guess. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a difference between a boy band and a group, though. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, like, I just think it's funny that Brockhampton, you know, like, traditionally, like, hip-hop, like, definitely kind of, like, alternative pop, but, like, a lot of hip-hop uh, is their main thing. Like, that they're, like, we're a boy band. You know, like, you would think that they would rather be considered a rap group, but they're like, no, nah, boy band. And, then like, when you look at it, it makes minute, sense. Wait a minute, like, wait they, a minute. They claim to be a boy band? Yes, According well, to my, according to Scott, by my definition, and by the little research that I did going into this episode on Brockhampton, I have to disagree because I think one of the key principles of a boy band is knowing each member on such a personal level that when they come together, they don't just complement the whole; they are a part of the whole. It's not just like how we don't really know who Mike Durnt is, but we know who Green Day is, and we know who Billy Joe is as a person. You know, right. we don't think of when I think of Green Day, I, I, my first thought isn't. Oh yeah, it's Mike Durnt, it's Trey Cool, it's Billy Joe. I'm just like, oh yeah, Green Day, the punk rock band. Like the members don't pop out of the hole to me mm-hmm. at, at, at like a face a face value right. first glance. And so I know Brockhampton has like a crazy amount of members that just come and right. go. It seems so that's right. why I think they're marketed like one. I think that they dress like one. Although I think they operate as one, but I don't think they are one. I'm going to counter that. More so just for argument's sake, because I don't really know a lot about either of the groups I'm about to talk about, Brockhampton being one of them. Menudo was a huge boy band where Ricky Martin started, and that group was always called Menudo, but they were cycling members out all the time. Okay, I'm listening. And I don't exactly know the details of that, whether it was like once you reach a certain age or just like whenever you want to leave or how that worked, but it was always called Menudo, but like Ricky Martin was obviously not always in Menudo. And like, so I know that like, I, I, so I'm, I'm curious like how well all the Menudo fans knew each member. And like, if they, if there were fans that were like, once Ricky Martin left or something, they were like, I'm done with Menudo. My favorite member's gone. Or if they were just like Menudo, Menudo. You yeah, know, I like, can't speak to this because I have just heard the word menudo now for the first time. Like I, I just struggled saying it for the first time ever in my life. So I'm not sure. familiar with that and I'm not going to, you know, make anything up about it. So sorry, Disney. Sorry, everyone. I don't think it was Disney, I, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, that is, uh, but with that being said, I think so. Let's sort of we spoke about the Beatles and how I guess like they maybe helped establish some of the rules uh, mm-hmm. postmortem. But what would the second wave be? Who was the next boy band after the Beatles? Because at this point, I think there had to be a meeting of the minds, some sort of fabrication. Right. To I mean, I feel like success, right? there had to have been like, like I want to like, there had to have been some, something like ABBA that wasn't guys and girls. Like, cause I feel like that's a group. That's Marketed a group. Very exactly. similarly, but it's a mixture of, like you said, right. I don't know any women. of their names but I know all no. the hits. And that's that's also another thing that wouldn't make them a boy band in my definition is that right. they don't the members don't amplify the sum. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. I think that's, which, that's key. Which I know this is slight I mean it's all in the topic but slightly off topic of this who's the next boy band like I wouldn't say like you would think that after all this that I would consider a band like the 1975 a boy band but like I don't because even though 
they all kind of, I mean, they all have like a similar look, I guess, but it's like, it's really all about Matty Healy. Like he's Before the, we go any the major forward, personality, though. even though the drummer like is also a co-writer and like, I'm sure the, the other two guys co-write, but it's like, I don't know anything about what the guitarist or bass player like, and I barely know anything about the drummer, but like, I know so much, I know too much about Matty Healy, you know? Yeah, before we go any forward, since we're about halfway through the show, I want to take a moment to tell you guys about Anchor. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I do want to establish We're going to talk rule. about Raid Shadow Legends. I, 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 want to, uh, I want to establish the rules real quick. So do we agree that the members have to amplify the sum? Uh, yes, in the sense that if, if the boy band breaks up, that each member also still has their own following and fans and stuff like that. Like, I mean, obviously like bands break up and if you really like the band, you're going to care about what the members do. But like, even besides the band, like, like even though like Louie has barely put out any music, like Louie still has a massive following from one direction Mm -hmm. because he was in one direction. And because even while he was in one direction, people were like, what's Louie up to? I care about Louie. It's not like, for example, if like, I don't know if this happened, I'm just going to use, something that i think would be a logical way to explain it if limp mm-hmm. biscuit shout out to limp biscuit i've been jamming them a little bit lately hard as fuck. if they broke up i don't know if like the drummer could ride on the heels and and replicate the same success exactly of, like i don't think you can market and, it like oh shit the drummer of limp biscuits new band like who's really gonna care and on the, Fred and Durst, on the you know other side saying? of that if let's say limp biscuit got back together and it was fred durst and all the other guys were different i don't think a lot of people would really care and you wouldn't really right. tell the difference. But like if One Direction was like, we're getting back together and it was like Harry and Zane and then <laughs> Harry Zane. Chris is killing it with these little visual gags. I'm telling In you. In joke. That's for like four <laughs> people, including a former guest of the show, Tyler Wilson. We've got, <laughs> you know, like even if it was Harry and Zane and then like three other guys that were like just as good at singing as the other three guys, like their fans would lose their minds. They'd be so pissed off, even though those are the two most popular members. That's still not One Direction because it's not the other guys. And and like, if you want to even further define the difference between a boy band and a group, like, for example, Wu-Tang Clan, they all right. have a similar look. They all have their own unique personalities within the group. The they're, sum, all their, they're all their own musician. The individual adds to the sum total. They make the unit stronger. And they all had successful careers afterwards. But they weren't a boy band. They just didn't strike the zeitgeist in the way mm-hmm. that the Beatles did on that mainstream level. Because I think a big part of being a boy band is the way that they, like you said at the very top of this, the way that they get like the female fan base on board, because obviously boys mm-hmm. are marketed to girls, you know what right. I'm saying? And like, so. I don't know a lot about Wu-Tang Clan's music. Like, I'm going to admit that wasn't, it wasn't huge in my, you know, friend group mm-hmm. and family and everything. Like that, so I don't know a lot about it. I know that they obviously are massive and that they definitely changed hip hop and all that stuff. And everyone mm-hmm. in it is talented extremely in their own right. And it's just like you said, it's just like, even though they definitely had their mark in culture and society, like it's not like they weren't huge and they didn't make an impact or they don't have fans and they're not still majorly popular and all that stuff. But it's like you said, it's like they didn't like people weren't like, they didn't just like brain, like brainwash all these people just be like, Oh my God, the Wu-Tang clan. Ah, Oh my God. I just want to touch your elbow, please. Like all this crazy stuff. Yeah, and, they were huge, culturally important. And honestly, didn't. I feel like it was like, I don't know if there was an air of mystery about them on purpose, but I feel like I always heard of the Wu-Tang Clan and I heard songs and I heard names of the people in the group, but I like didn't know what any of them looked like. I didn't know what they did outside of it besides rap. And it was just and like that's also, mystery, which is also, I don't know if you were about to say this, but I feel like that's another way to market that kind of thing to be like this massive thing that you keep hearing about. But like the only picture I see is that freaking W and I'm like, that's yeah. a cool W, but that's the only image I've seen of it. And it's this massive thing that everyone's talking about. I'm like, what is it? So, like, I remember when I was a very little kid, Burger King did something with NSYNC. And I got, like, these little NSYNC toys. And, mm-hmm. you know, Wu-Tang Clan wasn't cutting deals with Burger Wait, King. Wait, you're thinking the, of the Backstreet era. Boys. Oh, was it the Backstreet Boys? And they, they were all, like, weird superheroes, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those were awesome. And, and so that was, like, they're taking these guys' faces and they're branding them in every aspect of their lives. Like... Both of them, I believe, had deals with Pepsi and Coca-Cola. They were in commercials. Right. One like, Direction you know has saying? toothpaste and toothbrushes. Exactly. I didn't, I've never like seen Wu-Tang It's like Clan some piss-type shit. 
And I think you could argue that Kiss maybe was, again, not a boy band of the time. I don't think because of the music, but I think you can like study. If you're an executive, like I'm putting my like, I'm a label owner hat. And I found these, right. these four people on YouTube that I think if they come together, we can make them huge. How am I going to do that? Through merchandising, which right. is what I think groups like ABBA, Wu-Tang Clan, uh, uh, Limp Biscuit, right? Like a few of these people that we've brought up who are like, well, Limp Biscuit's a band. So that's a bad example. Um, we'll, we'll cut that one out. We'll have our editor cut that one out. But like Edit ABBA, point. yeah, ABBA and um, who was the other one I just said? Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan, right? Huge, obviously had big hits. But the thing is, you weren't like having their faces being shown in right. your face nonstop, twenty four seven, like you were with kids, the Beatles. Like you were. I don't with think the a kids. lot of kids were walking around with the Wu Tang Clan lunchbox. Lots of Wu Tang Clan T shirts for sure. Right. But nobody 100%. was like, "Dude, check out this watch they, that I have with Method Man's face on it." Like <laughs> it goes a step further. It goes like deeper than that with the boy bands, because exactly. it's and also you know. Wu Tang Clan was a little more R rated, so it was, oh, right, it was exactly. harder to market them. Boy right. bands are so squeaky clean. Like even exactly. the Beatles, for all that they were saying, like holding your hand in public, mm -hmm. how dare you, you say right. The most you but could do was what like InSync and like Boys to Men more so were doing, where it's like you sing about having sex, but you're not just like you're not like doing it like rappers do. We're like I'm gonna turn you around and bend you over. Like they're like mm -hmm. I'm gonna like hold you and caress you and love you, and it's gonna be tender. And you're like, ooh, this is. This is a little steamy, but at the same time, really, at the end of the day, they're just promoting love. And like, that's the important thing. So it's like, like my dad was buying my sister in sync albums as a kid. I'm like, whatever, in sync. I listen to them now. And like digital get down is literally about like getting on a webcam and getting on the phone and like having phone sex on webcam. And my dad hadn't probably had no idea and was just letting my sister listen to it when she was like 13. And I'm sure he wouldn't it's have been stoked why. about it. It's but not, it's like it's not it's it's there's like a level of like 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 it's like almost like you know it's sly. it's selling They're, sex but yeah it's secretly. it's not exactly exactly like that episode of south park with mickey mouse and the jonas brothers where he's like, you I put mean, those purity rings on because we're selling sex it, it it does go back to like i think rock and roll like acdc what what's what's uh you know you shook me all night long about she was a fast machine she kept my motors clean like those are all euphemisms uh exactly. but they did it in a way that wasn't cherry like pie, out there and it, yeah exactly warrants cherry pie great example it's just kind of like those types of those types of things like they just kept pushing the envelope and pushing the envelope and and mm -hmm. so as far as the music pushing the envelope I don't think that's something boy bands really do. I think they always play it safe. They have the same production. Like they have all the, the, right. the they all have all the hot sounds. They sound very expensive as people in the industry like to say, you know, like well, one direction has the same production like that, that any rapper when they did their rock songs, any big rock band of the time would have, but mm -hmm. I don't really know if they were, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm okay with being wrong. I think that's important everyone, but I, I don't think, uh, I don't think that they were kind of like out there sort of like, you know, being as um, being as euphemistic, I don't know if that's the right tense to use that word, as as maybe Florida Georgia Line was with some of their songs, you know, both huge pop groups, but like one was a little more squeaky clean and I think bigger well, for that reason. I think it's interesting thinking about it. It's see, it, it, I mean, definitely with One Direction and I would say probably with like Big Time Rush also. And uh, I don't have a lot of vivid memories right now of InSync and Backstreet Boys first albums that like were yeah, the first we were big like ones. Four, so but I'm pretty like definitely with One Direction like I said like they start with the innocent songs you know like what makes you beautiful where it's like like when you look down at the ground and smile like I know that you're beautiful and that's what makes you beautiful so it's like the first album you're singing about a girl who's super shy and like her being shy and cute is what <laughs> we were Keep going, please they were like shy and that's what makes her cute but then like you get to the second album and then you're like oh now like you're staying up all night now it's like now there's like some tension like now there's like this girl is being treated badly by her current boyfriend and now you want to be her good boyfriend and like all this other stuff so now you're talking about like abusive relationships which is kind of crazy then you get to mm -hmm. the third album and so then there's subject about, matter, right? Subject right, matter is kind of like, what we're getting. But at. I'm saying like it ramps up cuz then in the third album like they're literally being like like without saying the words like I'm having sex with this girl, like they're saying they're at a party and they're having a good time and then they go and be alone. Like, you know that that's what they're talking about. So it's like they never try to get new fans of the same age. They're always just like, we've got our fans. Our fans are growing up with us. So they always just like they elevate it because like I'm sure the last album of One Direction's Made in the AM is like they're talking about 
like grown up relationship problems like being faithful and you know like mm-hmm. wanting to be there at the end of the day and girls like the song so that's perfect, another thing the song perfect is literally about girls that go to tours and hang out in hotel rooms after the show and all this stuff and we've all met girls like this and like when you kind of like take the substance of that song it's about like a girl who's trying to like hang out with band guys and hang out in their hotel rooms and stuff like that but then it's been but you know it's like more than that it's being like well then like we should all hang out because you're trying to have fun and it's like you wouldn't have been able to get away with that on the first album like these 12 year old girls would be like hotel rooms what are you talking about we're all like 14 so that's why I want to throw it back to the Beatles yet again and that's why I'm kind of glad that you sort of said that to me pre-show because I think it's a really good talking point if you look at the way the Beatles evolved grew and changed that's why I don't think that they were a boy band but I think that they set the foundation for the boy band because John Lennon eventually ends up to go on and say that he's bigger than Jesus Christ and and right. you know, they Which all is one on of the most have, insane things that anyone yeah. can really say whether it's true or not and and so like that is crazy but we've seen that kind of like behavior be replicated by some people who have left boy bands and and go on to like have their own solo adventures because i i believe from the documentaries i've seen he was over being a part of of the sum and he wanted to be more of an individual so it's Mm -hmm. it's the way that i think the people sort of craft you as well the fan reception sort of makes you want to like claw to get out so you, you find your own creativity in the aftermath of it all. So that's why I think the Beatles are like the token first boy band, but I, I would say the prototype really because of the fact that they kind of didn't know it was happening to them while it was happening. But if you study boy bands and you look at right. the trajectories and the history of it afterwards, there's like, you know, JT had a few like crazy things happen afterwards, you know what I mean? And and he recovered and now he's good. And mm-hmm. and like, you know, John Lennon recovered after he said that and he was good until unfortunately fate found him in a very awful way. But like you know what I'm right, trying to say. Right. So I think it's like the the mental thing, the mental strain that kind of gets put on the individuals to just be ripped at and teared at and clawed at nonstop mm-hmm. every day, all day. Not saying Limp Biscuit, Green Day, Blink one eighty two, ABBA don't have fans like that but I think it's far greater when you're in a right. boy band. You know what right. I mean? I think that's a yeah. part of it too. The fandom also helps right. define what a boy band Absolutely. is. It's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Right. That's Cause, even, say. Cause like, like even like to talk about two like more modern bands, like even like, yes, 1975 fans are passionate for sure. And they love the 1975 and I'm sure they love all the members and they love Maddie Healy. But I would argue that five seconds of summer fans are the ones that are trying to claw through a chain link fence just to like rip off the sleeve of like the shirt that Callum Hood wore the night before, you know, just to hold on to that sleeve. Like, like I don't right. know what it, it is. I'm sure, off. exactly. I'm sure it's part of the marketing. <laughs> like, like I'm sure that girl, like, insane example. Like, ju- well, I, he's not a boy band. I was going to give a Justin Bieber example, but. Bieber is like one of the only people I feel like that had the boy that band fans. I, I think you can with yeah. the ba- with the boy. Exactly. Like they had a thi- like they we had that do a thing whole where other episode on like pop icons like Elvis, Michael Jackson, Bieber, Madonna, you know. Right, yeah, we could but, do that. Um, um because I think that there's they're very similar, so that could almost be like a part 2 to this, but I think he's a good example, so please keep going. I just kind of wanted right. to There was a thing a little bit. Right, there was a thing when B- when it came out, like the very first time that it ever came out, that like Bieber was smoking weed or that he had smoked weed. Like his fans were so upset, like they were so upset that there was a trending hashtag that was cut for Bieber. That was literally girls cutting themselves, yeah, like to be I like, please that. stop smoking weed. And it's like, how is that? How is that? In- like that's insane. And like you didn't see that happening with like like 1975 kind of bands, like. Because they're just abandoned. Like, I mean, granted, I guess you could argue that that was like Bieber being like a kid that's singing to young girls, and then like the 975 are a band that's always talking about getting high and drinking wine and stuff. So that might be a bad example, but you know what I'm trying to get at. Where it's like these girls are like, it's like the fandom feels like they're a part of it. Like they know this artist as opposed to just like, I like the stuff you make. It's like, I like you, you know? Which like, I'm sure that you like Billy Joe more like, you know, it's more than you just like Green Day. Like, I'm sure you also like Billy Joe, but you're not like trying to live your life based on what Billy Joe thinks you should live your life on. Like you live your life and you enjoy Billy Joe. I'm able to separate the art from the artist 
exactly. that specific situation. And I think a lot of these fandoms can't do that. And it's just like, this is who they are. I love them. Like when the Jonas Brothers had the purity rings, I'm sure that like when they started being like when Joe Jonas came out with his songs and he was all like sexy and steamy and stuff. I'm sure there were a lot of girls that were like, oh, my God, who is this? Joe has changed. And it's like, no, right. you just only saw the Jonas Brothers stuff that was on Disney Channel. Like, right. There's more and to think- him than that. I think it's because the emotional attachment from the fandom is so intense. Right. And well, then, algorithm. And then you also, I think that that's also a good example of like why you don't see them do anything outrageous until they leave, you know, like, right. Harry, like Zayn Malik was in one direction, he leaves and then he starts singing songs about, you know, having sex and then like talking to the girl the next day. And it's like, all these people are like, Oh my God, he's just trying to be edgy and like all this stuff. And it's like, no, that's who he's always been. He just, had a boy band filter on, like placed on his life that he couldn't take off. And, and so here's why I would say, and the same thing Beatles, with Justin Timberlake. Yes, I agree with all of that. And here's why I would say that the Beatles aren't a boy band, but I think are the stepping stone. The well, the, before you say that, real quick, I just want to say because before you also said that that like they weren't necessarily a boy band, but if you look back, they're like the boy band history. It's kind of like what they were doing wasn't boy band things until all the boy bands looked back and did what they did and made it the boy band stuff you know like it was like the beatles just did their thing and then everybody started doing that and everyone called what these other guys were doing boy bands and then it was like because they were doing what the beatles were doing now like well because they're doing it now what the beatles did then now what the beatles did then is kind of now considered boy band stuff if that makes sense yes i i agree so i think we need to Exactly. So answer answer the, question the question from the fans. So the fans are asking, so Andrew and Chris, are the Beatles a boy band or not? Here's what I have to say. Here's why I say that they are a great example of one, but the reason they aren't one is because if you look at it, and we can take this all the way up to K-pop, the Beatles started, and their ages ranged, as says Google. I did already know this, but I did pull that up as well. So I just typed this into Google. How old were the Beatles when they started? If you want to follow along at home. 20 to 23 there's a big difference there you're a little more developed in your brain whereas let's look at NSYNC the Backstreet Boys substantially younger when they first started if you want to even go up to K-pop now they're grooming these kids from I don't know what did that like little documentary on Netflix say like like uh, eight or nine in some cases uh, 11 yeah. 12 like mm-hmm. and it's not like it's a bad thing they're gonna you know yeah. they're, they're they love dancing they love I'm sure art. yeah I'm sure they're not thing. like you know forced like, into it or anything but. yeah I'm just saying like big difference you know yeah absolutely like, yeah you can handle it a little better i think at right. an older age but even look at john lennon's freak out so i think there's like an emotional weight that but the members carry i'd like from to ask being you so this. young and so exposed yeah go ahead if there was a band similar to the beatles before the beatles do you think that the beatles would have been put together and marketed like in a way that was like that if you if that makes sense you I mean, know, there like were if, like, groups, though, in the 50s. I, well, I mean, um, I mean, like, if they had known that the beat, Like, obviously, when Simon Cowell put One Direction together, he knew they were going to be popular. Like, that's why he put them together. He's like, look at these kids. They're all cute. They can all sing well enough. I can get them to be better singers. They're going to be yeah. huge. And like, so that's if why someone was there... I'm saying if someone was there with the Beatles, like, a couple... Like, maybe, like, a couple years before, you know, like, when they were, like, 18 or something, if someone was there being like, I can make you guys huge, like... Do you think it would have been the same if in that sense? Like if they had started younger with some guidance or something? I'm not exactly sure what I'm asking, but... I mean, the Beatles did have a really great manager at, at first that sort of saw something in them. But I, I think it would always be different because they chose to work together. You know, they had a drummer at first who wasn't right. radio and they got rid of him. That's a big, Whereas yeah, that's like a big the point. Backstreet Boys, they chose to work with Simon Cowell or whoever, uh, One Direction, right? But I don't mm-hmm. know if they necessarily chose to work with the other people. I think it was like, well, once you sign up for this, you're working with them regardless. Sort of like mm-hmm. a big time rush situation, you know, right. sort of like uh, how... The Jonas well, Brothers are a little different in that regard because right. they're they're naturally brothers. But it's I think that's a big part of it too, being pieced together and not being pieced together. There's sort right. of uh, uh Well, you, you could argue with the Jonas Brothers that Disney found this you know trio brother band that wanted to be a punk band and they were like, "Well, you guys could, you know, write punk feeling songs but we're going to market you as a pop band anyway so they were kind of mm-hmm. like made into a pop band you could say and that there, and they're another 
I think that they're a little more of a group, and and that could be a whole other episode, just specifically about them. I'd actually really like to get into it because Nick Jonas actually, from I think the ages of ten to twelve, was on Broadway performing mm-hmm. at a high level, selling plays, writing scripts. So right. Listen, I, mean, I would you know love to I mean? have a Jonas Brothers episode. Yeah. Okay. So I think we'll have to do that at some point, as well as maybe a Beatles episode. So, but that's why I think the Jonas Brothers were marketed like a boy band, like. For example, uh, you know, like ABBA was a huge group, but they didn't quite, I think, get under the skin of the fan base, not the Jonas Brothers. They had boy band like fans, but that that's like ABBA, like I don't think had the fans who want to like bring home a piece of cloth. I mean, I guess every big artist has a a fan who wants to bring home a piece of cloth, but you know what I'm saying? I think there's far less of those for ABBA than there are for like... Yeah, every huge act has fanatics, but it's like, there's a difference between having some fanatics and then having most of your fan base be fanatics. Because I'll be honest, this is an off-the-cusp conversation. I don't have facts in front of me. I didn't really dig too deep into the history. You'd have to to look at the way the societal shift and has changed and like the impact of social media also, I think plays into it and that that could make this a way longer podcast than than i think it should be right now because i think we'll revisit this i hope and sort of come at it with more information but so that that's kind of why i feel that some of these groups kind of flirt with the same uh the same ideologies but aren't quite falling under the same definition if that makes sense I hope I'm not listening to too many political podcasts. Everyone's like, what is this dude going to run for office in four years? Uh, But you know what I'm trying to say. Um, I do know what you're trying to say. I think that that's, I mean. The last thing, though, that I kind of wanted to. uh, Thank you. And I'm glad you agree because it just makes it more fun for me. It's a better feeling personally. But with that all being said, the last thing I kind of wanted to bring up was like, you know, the Beatles were very influential in the sense that they made movies to help sell their albums and help sell their records. And the Beach Boys also followed suit. Uh, I would say a more American style boy band, and I wouldn't really call them a boy mm-hmm. band, but, um, y- you know, I mean, One Direction is, had their documentary movie, but that was it. But like the Beatles did like actual movies. Yeah. And stuff. Mm-hmm. They did like actual movies like Hard Day's Night, Yellow Submarine, to name a few. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beach Boys also had a few movies as well. So I think it's, but, but for the Beatles and the Beach Boys sonically not being too different from like the Monkees or too different from, I don't want to say the Rolling Stones, but I think fans right. crossed over in, in that regard. The Rolling Stones weren't making they had, like they movies had similar to sell their records and they weren't, yeah, they weren't like having stylists dress them on a beach, like the Beach Boys, for example. And they weren't like, you know, shooting fake uh, volleyball games and like the music videos right. weren't really music videos. It was like people went on to later make music videos out of like their movies and stuff. But like you could right. do that with them because there was visual content. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. like the Rolling Stones, it would just be like live footage and clips. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's stills images of that because it was just like there was just like a weird, you know, a weird sort of. And I think that's why we can get into casting directors too at one point in time the way you act isn't necessarily always what they want for the role. They might right. just want like, uh, in, in, in like, for example, let's go with like, you know, legally blonde or pitch perfect or any of those kind of movies. Like acting is almost just as important as the look, how you look for the part. Right. And, or even in like a look on screen, you know, if you need to cast like a main character's brother, like you could have some guy who's the funniest guy on earth, but if he looks nothing like the character you're trying to cast as his brother, then like you can't give it to that guy. Yeah, exactly. That's why Drake and Josh works, because they're stepbrothers. Exactly. <laughs> that was smart. Yeah, very smart. But, I mean, you know, now, so it all, I think it's all, there's so many factors, but... Right. I think uh, we're starting to, you know, get to the point where we should begin wrapping it up a little bit. And I'd like to I ask agree. A, a question that I think is an important question for you to answer, given everything we've talking about spoken about well i can't with words today uh it's a very important question i'm sure you've been asked this a lot of times but i want the people to know the answer who is your favorite beetle and why zane i mean really quick i just want to specify this question is not who is the best beetle this is mm -hmm. who is your favorite beetle and then you can say why oh okay interesting who is my favorite beetle you're going to want me to say Paul. I think he's the best Beatle. I'm going to go with George because George mm. had 
integrity. He had forgiveness. I think he was a stand-up person. Eric Clapton very openly poached his ex-wife, and instead of hating Eric Clapton and taking that to his grave, he forgave him, and they went on to make music together. George opened the door for Phil Collins uh, as a drummer, not just a singer. He opened the door for Jeff Beck, the amazing guitar player. He he was so generous, like. When, when they asked the Beatles, hey, can you play Woodstock? They had already broken up. It was Mick Jagger, Paul McCartney, and, and, and George Harrison who were like, uh, well, there's this guy called Jimi Hendrix. He's pretty good if you need like a headliner. Like he was just so, so much a good guy, you know? And he mm-hmm. obviously is incredibly talented. I love so many of his songs, like While My Guitar Gently Weeps and, and uh, Something, um, Something in the Way. I can't sing anymore because <laughs> of uh, copyright strikes. But I mean... Yeah, so I think Paul is the best Beatle as far as my musical sensibilities go. But I think if we're going to talk about like just a good dude, George Harrison is my favorite. Nice. That's a good answer. Andrew, I have a question for you, though. Okay, Paul. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul, you're right. What's his name? Bill, Will, uh, Billy, Billy Snipes? Something Billy something? Like that. Yeah. I wonder Whatever. if like they all hang out at like Billy Joel's house and like, you know, and they just laugh about it. Like, can you believe this yeah. is still going on? Yeah. Like, and, and Howard Stern, his neighbor comes over and they're like, yeah. dude, I interviewed the real Paul McCartney. You're like 10 times better, man. Like, I wonder if they're like, he was such a jerk, <laughs> oh man. Like, they're like, know? dude, that guy was not funny. You are hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. He was 10 times better at music than you, but that doesn't matter. But Andrew, you're still pretty good. Yes. Andrew. And I guess, the audience let us know in the comments below who is your favorite member of 1d 1d one direction let's see well similarly to the way you're answering your question i'm going to say the best member is obviously harry styles because you know I mean, when the band started, I would argue that Zane was the better singer, but Harry is an incredible singer and an incredible songwriter, and I really haven't listened to his first album, but The Fine fine Line, that is a hit. That album is amazing. But my favorite member of One Direction has always been and will always be Niall Horan because... His slow hands? His his slow <laughs> slow hands exactly his slow hands can't sing anymore. That song's that. a banger. It's a good one, dude. And even his "Nice to Meet You," dude. Mm, mm-hmm. That song's amazing. That's a good too. one too. And I do love his voice. But even on top of that, similarly to lie to well, lie to why you love George, like he's just a nice guy. He he's he's he dyed his hair blonde for the band. You know, like I, I respect that. It's probably why I started dyeing my hair blonde, but it's too late to go back now. Uh, you know, I've got, he, he's just, he's just always there to have a good time. His laugh is amazing. It literally gives you life. He just wants everyone to have a good time. He's always nice. He's sweet, you know, like sure. Maybe (laughs) stop. Sure. Maybe (laughs) these, you're too good with these visual things, dude. You're you're derailing my thoughts every time. Oh my gosh. But the only fault I could give him is just that he like had some drama with Ed Sheeran and Ellie Goulding or something, maybe, or I don't know, Taylor Swift. I don't know. Either way, besides that, he's my favorite. He's the funniest one. He's the best one. Niall all the way. Niall. Also, I know you didn't ask, but Liam is my least favorite member, but I think that that's kind of the consensus of the community. Yeah. I, I can see that. Nile All the Way is my favorite song from Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. They did a live 15-minute jam of it at Mountain Jam. Um, anyways, um, with that being said, Yikes. That, that zinger and a <laughs> it was a, such a good episode until then. I just couldn't help myself, could I? Andrew, it's this right. was awesome. Our editor can edit that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, left Twix, as we like to call them. Left Twix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's gonna love that. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. Because we all know the left flavor was better than the right. Well, I'm right-handed, but I'd have to agree with you. Yeah, I mean, come on, everyone, everyone knows that it's a formula, man. And uh, we kind of changed the formula up on this one, but I yeah. gotta say, I enjoyed it. I I liked it too. I liked it too. 
can we now say in our our very illustrious and uh, self-proclaimed Twitter and Instagram bios that we're now music historians? Um, Have we taken that leap? I would say music historians with a a minor specialty in boy bands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's like past and present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like I think they would call that a focus. Yes, a focus. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense. Okay. Well, hey man, we've uh congratulations. We've uh, taken steps into uh, academia today on wow. our on My our dad podcast. Is gonna be so yeah, proud. he's going to be Yeah, he's going to be thrilled. And with that it's being said, if you guys liked today's show, if you didn't like today's show, well, sorry. We're still going to we're still going to do it, but what we want you to do is comment below with your I probably should have had this pre-typed T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Thoughts? Sorry, it's more authentic. Comment below with your thoughts because we are trying new things and yes. we are trying to be better at trying to do this show as well. And that's all going to come with your help. And we're men of the people. So if you don't like something we're doing or you like something we're doing, then tell us and we'll stop doing it or do it more depending on whichever it was. Yeah, but I got to say I really enjoyed this kind of... Um, this kind of episode. I thought it was mm-hmm. very just refreshing. Uh, yeah. it, it, it was cool. I didn't know how it was going to go, but I'm glad that it, it came and it went because I a yes. have stuff to go and do, but also it, it flew by and I could have went longer. You know, yeah, sometimes I, you, uh, I have you a just couple more thoughts, it. but you know, we'll save those. We'll shelf those we'll for another them. date. But with that being said, if you guys want more from us, well, there's about 43 or 44 more episodes that you can go and check out. Andrew, why At don't you least tell the people? 43. Yeah. Why don't you go tell the people where, they can find our show well if you're trying to listen to our show you can listen to it pretty much anywhere that podcasts are cast you know you we are on spotify we're on apple podcasts we're on radio public we're on all that good stuff uh we're on all the social medias at talking podcast no g sir you know we don't need it yeah, uh no g no G. Chris has another podcast with his buddy Dom, the movie nerd, called Talking TV, that is also on all those uh, DSPs, digital streaming platforms. So check those out while you're at it. And while you're on all those DSPs, checking out both of those podcasts, subscribe, like, leave us a rating, preferably five stars. But I also want to know your honest feedback so we can continue to improve the show. Let us know what you want us to talk about. If there's someone you want us to talk to, we still would love to talk to people as well. So let us know. We want to hear from you is the bottom line. Yeah. And Andrew, I think we have a YouTube as well. You kind of do a lot of work on that, don't you? Whoa, hold on. That is where we are, isn't it? Yeah. Subscribe to our YouTube channel right here. We're going to be doing more stuff with that. You know, it's been a slow start, but if you're on the audio platform, the, times like these, the description will have the YouTube link going forward, yes. uh, mm-hmm. tailored right in there. Um, if you are on YouTube, subscribe and turn on the bell for notifications because I think we kind Hit of found a way. Icon. Yeah, I think we found a way. As much as I love having guests on and talking with them and interviewing them, I think we kind of found a way today to do this a little more consistently which is mm-hmm. kind of what I always wanted to have happen. And so, we would kind of like to steer away from just like a strict interview type thing, which like we can do and we enjoy doing, but we'd like to have more of a discussion and just like talk like the yeah. show implies instead of, it feels like it's more of like an asking with Andrew and Chris and we're getting more into the talking, you know? So yeah, let the us skinny, know. The skinny of it is we want you guys to know us a little better and we want to know you guys a little better. And that's really where this all stems from. So, yeah, I think that about covers it. We are also follow our personals on Instagram, Instagram Twitter. It's all the same. To stay up to date with all that stuff because we're always posting about it and the things that we do privately and together. Yeah, exactly. And uh, with that being said, keep an eye out for Andrew's upcoming podcast all about anime, anime Frenzy. Frenzy. <laughs> it's proudly going to be a part of the Talking Podcast Network, and we can't mm-hmm. wait for you guys to hear it. With that being said, this was an absolute blast. Andrew, mm-hmm. thank you for a great topic. Everyone who has listened over this quarantine, who has listened from the start of the show, we appreciate you being here. Again, even if you still want to listen on audio, that is fine, but we do, do, do implore you to go and follow us, 
on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you never yes. miss a post. Because you never miss a visual gag like all like the eighty that Chris did this episode. Yeah, visual gags are a new thing, and also YouTube is by far the easiest way to grow your small business, your passion project into something that can sustain itself and. Yes. Guys, if this thing turns into what I think Andrew and I have always been searching for, which is some sort of artistic sustainability, we'll do so much of this that you won't know what to do with it. So Yes, if if we get so much support on this that this could be our main squeeze, you know, just in every aspect, then you have no idea the amount of content that will be flying at your faces on the on the regular. Yeah. We've yeah. got ideas. So with that being said, enjoy your day, guys. And as enjoy. always Stay sweet.